I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, Unhappy Hour listeners. In order to support our show, we'll need the help of some great advertisers. And in order to find great advertisers, we'll need to learn a little bit more about you. So please go to podsurvey.com slash unhappy and take a quick anonymous survey that'll help us get to know you a little better. That way we can show advertisers just how great our listeners are. Plus, once you've completed the survey, you can choose to enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's podsurvey.com slash unhappy. Now on with the show. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. I'm back from a trip to Florida that I did survive. Good. I didn't think you would. I know. Neither did I. I started auditioning new producers. Oh, thanks. And the iTunes commenters got real excited about it. it. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get on with the episode. We're going to start off, as always, with Worst Things First, where I shout about the most fucked up news of the week. After that, we are diving deep into the worst kinds of dog owners. Is this an entire segment where I make fun of Barry and her dumb dog? Maybe. Stay tuned to find out. And finally, we've got Tracy Clayton back in the studio for an interview and a game. Tracy hosts the new Netflix podcast, Strong Black Legends. And obviously, you know her from another round. She and I have a lot of shit to complain about. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's tug on these leashes and start the show all right worst things first let's talk about the worst news of the week first a small town in germany called lautringen oh yeah yeah that's that's it (laughs) recently oversaw an attempt to break the world record for the largest gathering of Smurfs. <laughs> did you think it was going in that direction? I did not, but I don't want to talk about the direction I thought it was going in. What did you think it was going to be? Nazis. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they probably do hold that they world record. They hold that record already. Yeah, it was the largest gathering of Smurfs in the universe, probably, I guess. Although, I mean, there is no way to know for sure. Yeah, no, we don't know. There could be an entire planet of Smurfs out there. There is, I believe. Regardless... This was the biggest gathering of Earth Smurfs. (laughs) 2,763 of them took part. Honestly, that's not that impressive. This made like a... 2,000? Yeah. That's like my high school. The last gathering of 2,510 people, the previous world record was held by a gathering of 2,510 Smurfs in Wales in 2009. Who organizes these? I don't think it didn't. Nothing in this article said that it was organized in any way. <laughs> they just showed up. It's spontaneous. Uh, the weird thing also is that 
they have not yet broken the world record. It has to be like verified by the Guinness Book of World Records. Mm. But it's like they know there's like, what are they trying to decide? Was everyone photographed and now they have to go through? Was everyone wearing the proper attire? Is there a specific Smurf merchandise they must be wearing? Are they all wearing diapers? What is what is like diapers and blue shirts? They have to wear shirts? a shirt that says, no, wait. Papa Smurf, can I lick your ass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lick my ass, bitch. What is this? <laughs> it's one of like the earliest YouTube videos I remember seeing. Wow. Next. Apparently... Everybody who's ever visited the Grand Canyon was unknowingly exposed to radiation. What? So congrats. I've been there. You're all superheroes now. Oh, good. What's your superpower? Being a bitch. <laughs> you got it. Um, yeah. According to uh, this USA Today story that I just read, <laughs> apparently there were these three five-gallon paint buckets stored in like the Grand Canyon Museum collection building. And then recently, I guess they discovered that they were just full of uranium ore. <laughs> what? It's just like highly radioactive shit just piled in buckets, five-gallon buckets, just in the Grand Canyon Museum collection building. They were collecting it, I guess. Why? I don't understand. I don't know why it was there, <laughs> actually. It doesn't say any. Well, maybe it, it was a very long article, and I only read the highlights. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess the only reason that we know about it is because the park safety health and wellness manager sent a rogue email that was like, there's something they're not telling us. According to the guy, the uranium specimens had been in a basement at park headquarters for decades and were moved to the museum building when it opened around 2000. Why do they just have buckets of radioactive material? I don't know. This is how Spider-Man starts. Next! More than 20 states have reported cases of a brain-wasting animal disease, a.k.a. zombie deer disease. And apparently, humans can get infected. So this is it, people. The Walking Dead is real! You better stock up on crossbows and pitchforks right now, because next week, Zombie Bambi is going to chomp into your daughter's neck, and there's nothing you can do about it. Have fun. What does it do to you? First things first, it eats your brain. Then I'm going to rot gold teeth and fangs. <laughs> I think, yeah, it just like, it wastes away your brain and then you become like a walking zombie. Boy. According to the CDC, at least 24 states and two Canadian provinces. Who cares? Am I right? <laughs> they probably started this shit because it's they've seen cases of the disease in deer, elk, or moose. So, like, where is that coming from? Fucking Canada! No cases of the disease have been reported in humans yet, but the researchers are like, most likely it'll transfer to humans eventually because someone's going to, like, eat contaminated meat. The director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota. He said, it's possible the number of human cases will be substantial and it will not be isolated events. Fantastic! And finally, the CDC recently issued a warning saying that sexually active Americans need to stop washing and reusing condoms. What? Because apparently people have been washing and reusing condoms. What is wrong with you people? If you're listening to this and have done that before... Call in. <laughs> Tweet at us. <laughs> there is some type of, like, 
fucked up logic that like I okay I will I get the reduce reuse recycle Matt I'm sure it's not like environmentalists who are doing this it's like fucking gross ass teenagers who use the same sock to masturbate for an entire two years basically the CDC was tweeting out like proper condom use and they were like oh by the way don't wash and reuse them because a lot of people do that and reusing them Officially, so you know why, because it's fucking weakened latex and it can rip and tear and then you get pregnant and die. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we are barking up the right tree. You know why? Because we are diving deep into the worst types of dog owners. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. dive. All right. Well, Barry has a dog who's constantly (laughs) in the goddamn studio and it always barks. And also, it's racist because it comes. It's (laughs) not racist. It barks at delivery people. Oh, only black delivery people. I've seen it with my my own two eyes. His worst offense is the fact that when you're in an enclosed space, he will fart. That is the worst. Oh, great. He's not racist. I will say that Barry's dog is one of the only dogs that I regularly interact with. And Barry is one of the only dog owners that I regularly interact with. So most of this is drawn factually from our interactions. So let's get into it. The worst types of fucking dog owners. First, the person who brings their dog to the office every day. Okay, technically it's three days a week. Bring your dog to work day is like fine. If as long as it's rare enough to be a delightful treat. When it's every day, it's like, uh, this dog is contributing nothing to this office except for farts and barks. And snuggles. Are they contributing money to the holiday party fund? No. Are they are they signing everybody's birthday cards and chipping in for Sandy's retirement gift? No. He's just going through my pockets and tearing up all of my snot rags. That did happen last week. <laughs> Next, the person who creates an Instagram account for their average ass dog. I'm not mad at dog Instagram accounts. I'm mad at people who make them <laughs> when their dog is not special. Your dog is not as special as you think she is. If everything with four legs and a tail deserved a viral Instagram account, the third Jonas brother would be way more famous. Oh. Fucking <laughs> okay, Kevin. If anyone wants to follow Putty, it's at Putty underscore the underscore pup. And we rarely update it. Also, what are you supposed to do when the dog dies? You just keep posting old photos and cashing in? Hell yeah. On your corpse of a dog? Oh, God. Next, people who dress up their dogs too much. A nice sweater, sure. Perhaps perhaps an elegant cape? Why not? But anything with leg holes is too far. A dog's nakedness is one of the best parts about it. It's free. It's uninhibited. You're enforcing society's expectations of fashion on them, and they hate you. Also, people, dog owners who are like, oh, she doesn't bite. Don't worry. She's just excited to meet you. While their dog is fucking foaming at the mouth, and there's just like a bulging, angry vein pulsing on its forehead while it's judging which of my limbs is fleshiest. I hate those people. That dog is... Excited to meet me in the same way that I'm excited to meet a rotisserie chicken. (laughs) 
Next! There's all those people who just walk around in public with their dog not on a leash. And I I don't even trust myself not to run away from me. <laughs> I certainly would never trust a dog to just stay by my side. It gives me too much anxiety when I see it. Especially in New York. I know. I'm like, your dog is seconds away from becoming like a fur pancake at any given moment. And you're just letting it run around? Also, there's like so much garbage on the ground for them to eat. That's like half of walking putty is just yanking him away from trash. Yeah. Can't yank him if there's no leash. Also, the dog owner who's like so into dog park culture (laughs) and they know all the dog's names and their friendships and their rivalries. And it's like, this is a public park. (laughs) (laughs) But the best part is that you can know all the dog's names and not know anything about the humans. All small talk is about the dogs. You don't have to know anything anything about the humans lives i don't give a shit about the dogs but you also don't give a shit about the humans which would you rather talk about the humans or the dogs you know why i don't know because i'm not even allowed in and that's that's racist yes it is and i love it then there's the owner uh, uh everybody knows this person who talks about their dog as if it's their actual child i mean i did biologically give birth you didn't give birth to shit I've gone through more pain and strain giving actual shits than you did by getting your fucking dog. Also, people are like, ugh, I can't go out because I have to walk my dog. And it's like, put out a goddamn litter box, bitch. Why is that acceptable for a cat but not a dog? Shit in the box! I don't really know why it's not acceptable for dogs. We used to have that... You you have, like, the pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, potty pads. yeah. Also, people who are like, ugh, my dog was shitting blood last night, so I have to take it to the doctor. Grow up. Okay, so here's a, here's a tale for you all. <laughs> Putty was having bloody diarrhea, which isn't super abnormal, but it went on for long enough where we decided we should take him to the animal hospital. Now, for the several nights that he was having bloody diarrhea, he had been waking us up in the middle of the night to let him out into the backyard. So we hadn't really slept well for a couple of days. Then... We take him to the animal hospital. They just tell us he probably has some blockage. He'll be okay. Here are some things to help him. That night, we sleep, and we sleep through the night, and we're like, oh, my God, this is incredible. He actually slept through the night. He didn't need to go outside. He's all better. And then I go into the kitchen to make my morning tea, and lo and behold, Putty decided to bloody diarrhea shit all over the baseboard heater, which overnight cooked his bloody diarrhea. So I had to spend about a half hour using Q-tips to clean up bloody diarrhea Why that was you cooked. Why you Q-tips? Because it was like inside the space heater. Oh, no. I would so move. I had to. I would move and leave the dog. <laughs> <laughs> leave the dog. It was disgusting. I never thought that I'd ever have to clean up cooked bloody diarrhea, but here I am. Here I am. That's literally the most upsetting thing that's ever been said on this entire podcast. I know. I I immediately texted you when it happened and you said that it was worse than the rat story. It is. I would much rather a rat be (laughs) in my mouth than to see a dog do bloody diarrhea and Uh. bake, bake overnight. (laughs) Fucking overnight oats on the headboard, baseboard. Next! People who think their dogs are like geniuses. There's always those people who are like, actually, my dog can do the Pythagorean theorem. So, um, fuck you. And it's like, your dog would eat its own dick if it fell (laughs) on the ground. So why don't you shut the fuck up? (laughs) I've seen it. I always hate dogs whose balls are too big. I just hate dog balls. I mean, yeah. I, I knew someone who had a dog and its balls would like 
pendulum pendulum swing <laughs> so vast Ugh. that it would like slap its butthole. Ew. It well, like it did like a full. But also wish same. <laughs> you don't wish same. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. I don't. Then there's those people who are like, when are you gonna get a dog? They just like to rub it in. Maybe my animosity comes from the fact that I'm not allowed to have a dog in my apartment. And I'm upset. Did you ever think of that with your fucking questions? And finally, there are people who act like if you don't like their dog, then you must be some type of soulless devil who eats children's toenails for breakfast. Even though maybe you just hate one dog and it happens to belong to them. Why do you hate bunnies so much? There are 525 million dogs in the world, according to a very brief Google search that I just did and did not verify. Chances are I'm not going to like every single one, okay? It's like people. In fact, I probably don't like most of them. If I like your dog, you should count yourself fucking lucky and stop taking it so goddamn personally if I don't like your fucking dog. Oh, great. Putty just shit on the ground. He's not even here today. Putty's diarying all over the studio. I can smell it He's in my not face. not here. And that's it. Next, we got Tracy Clayton in the studio right after this commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by Care Of. This year, make health and wellness a top priority with the help of Care Of's monthly subscription vitamin service. Here's how it works. You answer a few questions about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices via Care Of's fun online quiz, and in just five minutes, you'll get your personal, scientifically-backed vitamin and supplement recommendations. Then each month, Care Of delivers those vitamins and supplements right to your door in customized daily packs. They're great to throw in your carry-on, your gym bag, or just your kitchen counter. There are even vegan and vegetarian supplement options available to match your dietary needs. When I took the quiz, I wanted to focus on getting the good stuff for my brain, my bones, my energy. I love being able to rip open that little mat packet, pop those bad boys in my mouth, and know that I'm taking care of my body. Take advantage of this month's special New Year offer. For 50% off your first month of personalized Care of Vitamins, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code UNHAPPY50. That's TakeCareOf.com and code UNHAPPY50 for 50% off your first month. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp Online Counseling can help. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in all the issues you're dealing with, like depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and even more, because we got a lot we need to talk about. You can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential. It's also super convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions as well as chat and text with your therapist. And guess what? If for some reason you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. Therapy can be crazy expensive, but best of all, BetterHelp is a truly affordable option. Unhappy Hour listeners even get 10% off your first month with the discount code UNHAPPY. 
So why not get started today? Go to BetterHelp.com unhappy. Then you just fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's BetterHelp.com unhappy. My guest complainer today is Tracy Clayton. Tracy was our third ever guest complainer on Unhappy Hour. I was. I am so excited that she's back. You know her, obviously, from the incredible podcast Another Round, generally being the best person on Twitter at Brokey McPoverty. Uh, And now she's got a new podcast with Netflix called Strong Black Legends. Welcome back, Tracy. Thank you. I still hate everything I hated last time, plus like so many other things. (laughs) We have so much to complain about. We We have our bourbon poured. And yeah, cheers. Cheers to me being now the... 863rd guest, I believe. Yeah, we've we've definitely been through that many episodes. Mm-hmm, Ooh, mm-hmm. that is so I I actually this See? is my first drink in a full week. Oh, congratulations. And that is pretty fucking good. It's pretty tasty. <laughs> it is so I thought you know what I heard. Oh, like just no. like wine, like sommeliers and like liquor experts. They're like, all of it is made up. So a one hundred dollar pour is as fine as like a five dollar pour. Is this like a a nice bottle? I mean, it's nice if you're me. Yeah. <laughs> I it's like, not bad. It's pretty good. It's one of the pretty, one of the better ones. I, I at one point signed up for like a whiskey of the month club. Ooh, that's fancy. But it was like 75 bucks like a month, which is like mm. an expensive bottle. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you just got one bottle every month. It was one bottle a month. Oh, no. One like full ass bottle though. But $75? But like what kind though? Like do you remember any of them? It was, it's all like small batch, like you Art, get Artisanal it. free right. range. This is free range bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> it's an extra $500. Yeah, it grew up in a field. <laughs> it just it's roamed great. wherever it wanted to. But yeah, no, I haven't had a drink um, in a full week, mostly because I drank so much last week that I think it actually like by the time the weekend rolled around, I was so like just depressed oh. and like <laughs> it was just like everything compounded and it was like Valentine's Day and yeah I think it's the yeah my problem is like I like someone and they like clearly don't like me back the same way but I keep like investing in it Harry Styles is this who we're talking about I mean he's among them yeah (laughs) but this week I literally made a video this week and posted it Mm -hmm. about like when your crush doesn't like you I really like tapped Um, into my teenage self and the fucking guy he liked it and then messaged me and was like, your video today was so funny. Oh, and I was like, fuck damn. you. You know what? It's He's not He's not the one. He just He's doesn't. not, but I I like invested. Do you, do you really, are you super attracted to unavailable men, emotionally unavailable? Apparently. Or just like unavailable in general? That's for me, because um, I love an unavailable man. Listen, <laughs> if you're married, if you live on Jupiter, if there's some way that I know that you and I will not end up together, right? I can do what I want. I can say what I want. I don't have to worry about rejection because I've already been rejected by myself, in essence. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So wait, do you have a favorite app? You said you're on all the apps. I like. I feel like I I threw myself into all of them and haven't quite noticed like a, a huge difference between mm-hmm. them. I don't. I, so I kind of treat them all the same. I mean, I'm not on Grinder. That's not my my. I don't. This, <laughs> not your personal ministry. Yeah, this body is not made for Grinder. <laughs> this body is made for Seamless and Grubhub. <laughs> same. <laughs> Those are my dating apps. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know. I hate all of it. I mean, I I've been attempting allegedly. Yeah. And I'm just at one point like they're like, okay, you know, this was. I made an attempt and it did not suck. 
Right. And me trying is like, that's the trophy. Right, but right. there are sometimes I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like picture me like working in a cheese shop. And by the third day, I'm like, I don't know how to make cheese. <laughs> Who let me in here? <laughs> Who entrusted me with anything? Yeah. If something doesn't work out, you're only back to where you were when you started the process. True. So it's not like you've reverted in any way. Exactly. I do want to ask about your new podcast. I have a new podcast? Yeah. What's it called? Is it called Strong Black Legends? I So I've heard. Is it via Netflix and Pineapple Street <laughs> Media and Netflix's Strong Black Lead? All of the above. You've heard correctly. How does it feel? You're um, back behind the mic. Uh, you get to interview people. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm exceedingly tired. I forgot. I mean, I've never forgot how much energy it takes to do interviews, but I've forgotten, yeah. like what else you have to do after their interview. So, like, I got back into town, and I'm like, hey, that project was so fun. Right. And then Josh is like, hey, you want to come in and record some stuff? And I was like, for what? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is a big job. So yeah. I've been... Also, this is my first time, like, working for anyone or anything in right, a year, right. in a whole year. So, like, the very first episode of Strong Black Legends is, like, the first time I spoke into a microphone in over a year. Nice. I was like, well, this isn't terrifying. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my very first time back in the studio and I'm interviewing legends. No problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the concept of the show is that each episode is an interview mm-hmm. with like an, an icon, a legend. Yes, yes. How did you like choose the people who you were talking to? I actually didn't choose the guests. Uh-huh. I don't think. <laughs> I have a really bad, really bad memory for a lot of different reasons. But we don't need to talk about all that. <laughs> Just take another drink. <laughs> Just take another sip. But yeah, I actually came in um, after a lot of the podcasts, like the structure and the conceit of the show, like that was already set by the time I came in. Right. And thankfully, they have great taste because, you know, I at least have to like the person that I'm interviewing. And I was just like, yes, I love Lynn Winfield. Yes, I love Garrett Morris. Yes, Mm -hmm. I love all of these people. Thankfully. (laughs) Yeah. And then they all have some connection to, or maybe some connection to like a Netflix show. That's the, that's the, that's the intention. Yeah. Uh, potentially, if you ever have Jack Hay on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm very curious to know why she's blocked me on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> she is one of the, someone had a, a thing recently about like, who is the one celebrity who blocks you and you don't know why? Mm-hmm. For a lot of former BuzzFeed people, it's William Shatner. What? Because he blocked... <laughs> He blocked everybody at us. I'm sure you're blocked I'm by a, William I'm, Shatner. I better be. I'm offended if I'm not. What do you mean I'm not a threat, William Shatner? What's, what's someone, going on? I think it was someone on the entertainment team wrote just like a review that he didn't like. And so he went through. He like searched BuzzFeed. I'll show them. I'll show them all. <laughs> blocked all of us. I remember some people were like really, really upset. They were really? like, I've loved Star Trek forever. And now my like hero blocked me. <laughs> That's not funny, but it's hilarious. But yeah, my person was <laughs> it's William Shatner and Jack Hay, and I don't know why hmm. she blocked me. Well, I tell you what, I'm not saying that we have or have not interviewed her already, mm-hmm. but if we have not, and if we're going to, I will ask her. <laughs> okay. How can you find out if I've asked her? You gotta subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, this is a, a mystery that um, p- potentially may never be solved, but... I think we should start a podcast about it, like in true crime style. Yeah, this like is my Like 11 S-town. episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then I wondered, well, well, why did Jack K. block me? Yeah, I'm going to missing Richard Simmons her. <laughs> yes. Show up at her house. 
<laughs> talk to her housekeeper. I approve, but I'm not responsible for it, what happens. After this. I know they're going to cut that part. <laughs> Pineapple Street made that show. Thanks. You and I are pretty prolific complainers. I hate. 99% of things. Yeah. So you sent us some suggestions of stuff. I think we found some stuff from your Twitter. Um, and we have, we used to, we used to do a segment called Bowl of Shit Talk that we haven't done in a while. And hey! now we have an actual bowl <gasps> that we printed out of all talk? of these things. And we're going to shake it up and pull out. And we're just going to like talk bitch about, about some of the stuff in here. This is already so therapeutic. Yeah. I love it. Just to, you know, Pile on all of the compliments that you, oh my that God. you and Heaven Nagatu, you're a, another round Hi, co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you get all of these compliments all the time, but I think you, both of you, talk so intelligently. And um, this that sounds bad when Are I you say calling just us like ar- articulate. <laughs> Is that do you know it's still Black History Month? I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to say it. You talk so empathetically about mental health and mm-hmm. these things, and I always, I always like try to attain that level of like we're just joking around, but yeah. also I want to talk about some serious <laughs> stuff, and I never strike the balance that you guys strike like so well. Mm. <laughs> Where it's like we, I love complaining about stuff, <laughs> and it, there is something deep down that is like that is therapeutic mm-hmm. about it. You gotta and you get have it out. To, yeah, you have to get out the bad stuff to get to the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Petty I never. Miss- that's praxis. Yeah. I've been calling it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love that. Let me let me copyright that. But you know what? <laughs> I find that having at least one person that you can be completely petty with and be mm-hmm. like, you know what? This is not PC. This is really mean. This is really, you know, I'm clearly being a hater. Right. You know, don't judge me for it. Don't tell right. anybody else. And like, it's a it's a safe zone. Yeah. Pettiness is encouraged. And well, it's, that is great. this podcast, Yay! even though we are also sharing it with thousands of other people. <laughs> so let's let's bowl of shit talk. Let's do it. I will let you have the honors of selecting from our Drum bowl. roll. Um, mm, hot sauce. Okay. All right. Okay. Who, who, who did it? Who did it? Who put hot sauce in the bowl? I feel attacked. <laughs> I know you have opinions about it, but I don't know if I know where your, where your loyalties lie. Okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> so, you know, some foods are spicy. Uh-huh. And there's a commonly held belief that certain people on the earth can't handle a lot of spice in their food. Typically, right. it's white people. Typically. Okay? Um, I am not a white people. Um, uh, no, I'm not a white people. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm like 13% like Norwegian. But like, no. <laughs> Those are recessive genes. But okay, but basically, I can't, I cannot eat spicy foods. Okay. It's just not a thing that my stomach likes. I don't really understand the point of it. And that could be because, I mean, we just didn't eat a lot of spicy stuff in my house growing up. Right, right. But I was like, well, you're Southern, so isn't that a Southern thing? And I was like, well, why didn't my Southern-ass family have hot sauce? Right. I don't know. But apparently, it's not okay to be black and not have hot sauce in your house because somebody might want some hot sauce. And I'm just like, well, travel with your own hot sauce. Put some <laughs> hot sauce in your bag. Like Beyonce and Hillary Clinton, you know? Yeah. I, that's also- my favorite thing is that Hillary, everyone thought that she was being like, <laughs> she was trying to like go for the Beyonce. Right. I too carry hot sauce in my bag. Spicy liquids with me. And then so I just, there's this whole like super photo set of Hillary on Tumblr, like pulling hot sauce mm. out of her purse. I saw that and I was like, okay, street cred. Yeah, going My back bad. like decades. Mm-hmm. I uh, just don't get it. It. I feel like to me, like spiciness is not a flavor. It's a, it's it's, a pain. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. Food is not supposed to hurt. Love I, isn't supposed to hurt. Yeah. Food is love. 
Right. Spicy food is hate. Yeah. Shall we pick another one? We should probably pick another one, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I knew I didn't need that many questions because we'd spend like 20 minutes on each item. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm incensed already. Ride sharing apps. Okay. Your Ubers, your Lyfts. Fuck all of them. Except for, so, so far I'm using Juno. Uh-huh. Which is not everywhere. Right. And, like, I live in Flatbush, so, like, it's always, like, at least four minutes to wait, which is crazy, but that's too long. It's too long. Oh, my God, when I go home and I'm, like, 15 minutes for a lift? <laughs> Bitch, I could walk there and be there by... It's a small-ass city. Anyway, Juno's okay. Mm-hmm. Uber I abandoned because of some political thing that I can't remember. It right. was a good reason. And then I was at Lyft for a while, and Lyft I gave up on because, like, the drivers, I'm convinced, are... Either they're not being paid enough, which they're probably not. Right. Or they they just don't like to work and want lots of money, which I understand. Same. Same. Yeah. If I could have lots of money and not work. That's the dream. I would I'm sorry I wouldn't be here right, right. now. I, I love you so much. <laughs> but <laughs> I'd be at home in my penthouse, walking around with my cats probably. Sure, I don't know. Sure, sure. But um they like do things so that they can get some amount of money from you but not have to like come and pick you up and take you to wherever. Right. Which means that like usually they'll accept the ride, accept the fare and just drive around. Yeah. Until you're like this is ridiculous it's taking too long I'm gonna cancel and then they get like five or ten dollars for a cancel. Right, right. The normal person would be like you know, okay, this is, you know, it's a thing, it's a hazard that happens sometimes with rideshare services. And right. I just want to reiterate that, you know, like, I understand that the drivers who work for these services aren't treated well and they're underpaid and they, you know, I've listened to a Lyft, a Lyft driver once cuss out, like, <laughs> whoever, like, is, like, Mr. Lyft at the top? I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, damn, y'all got real problems, huh? Y'all got extra problems. But anyway... I can't abide it. Like, I just cannot abide being like, because, like, okay, I'm black mm-hmm. and I'm a woman and I'm slightly less than average height, but just slightly, like, less than an inch. Anyway, the point is, you can't just, like, not come and get me. You know, if it's, right. like, late somewhere, I'm, like, on a corner by myself. I'm waiting for someone to come get me. Yeah. Anything could happen. You know, even if a cop comes up and says, Are you okay? I don't know if I'm making a shot. Right. You know? So I'm like, You are playing with my life. You are playing with my my actual life. Also, I'm mostly like tired. I want to go the fuck home. Like, right. don't do this. Don't do it. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell this story. Nobody should do this because it was very foolish. <laughs> I did it because I was not by myself and because I'm a hothead who can't let shit go. So I was leaving a karaoke place in Chinatown mm-hmm. somewhere. <laughs> Love it already. <laughs> um, and I call a lift. I'm out with a with a gentleman friend of mine. And so I call the lift. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. Like 20 minutes passes, okay? And I'm like, it's happening again. I can fucking feel it. It's happening again. And I'm just like, no, no, it's not going down like that. And so at this point, I had been watching the dot like drive around and then the dot just stops. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, wow, this is a long ass light. It's been like 15 minutes. And then I'm like, you know what? I bet he's parked in a parking lot somewhere. So I'm like, we could go find him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, for real? I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's go. And yeah. so we walk over there, right? And I'm so mad. And in the middle of it, I'm like, this is probably a real bad idea because, like, I don't know what I'm about to walk up on, you know? Uh-huh. But I'm like, there's a man here, so I'm probably safe. Thankfully, right. I was. <laughs> but that's why you should not do that. Or right, hitchhike. Right, right, right. Kind of the same thing. So um, 
we <laughs> we follow like the trail that the phone set up for us. And it's a it's a gas station and the man is parked in front of the the like store part. I don't know like, if it was like a BP or whatever. He's sitting there reading a the paper and listening to the news, listening to the radio. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm just like this motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm like, OK, now what do we do? Because like, OK, we're here. We see him. Like what what right. happens? And I was like, I have not thought this through all the way because I, I was like, <laughs> what do I say? Like, what if it, what if I walk up on him and he gets scared? He pulls something, right. and, you know, because yeah, like. Yeah. I get it. I would do the same thing if I had something to pull. But I'm like, well, we're here now. <laughs> I've committed. This is going to have an ending so I can tell the story. Uh-huh. And so I walk up to him. I'm like, ooh, I should record this just in case something crazy happens. Right. And so I have my phone out. I think I forgot to hit record because, like, my hand is shaking because I'm so mad. And also, I might die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I was madder than I was scared. And I was like, hi, it's me, your Uber fare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you, is, are you having car trouble? Is yeah. that what it is? And like he startled, right? So he's like, "Oh, my my um my carburetor, my radiator. I ran out of gas." I'm like, "Which one is it?" Right, right. All three of those did not happen at once. And if so, how did you make it to this gas station? Uh-huh. Why aren't you fixing your car? Like this is ridiculous. And he was like, "Okay, okay, cancel the ride." And I'm like, "I'm not canceling. I just walked over here from like three blocks <laughs> because you wanted me to cancel the ride." <laughs> And now that I'm here, you want me to cancel the ride? No. Yeah. Also, they can definitely cancel. I said, no, we'll stand out here all motherfucking night. I'm not canceling anything. This is about to be the longest ride. (laughs) And so he finally canceled it. And then then we left and called another car. And I was like, oh, my God, that was so stupid. We shouldn't have done that. We should never do it again. And I have not. But fuck them. And, like, it happens all the time with Lyft in particular. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. I was like, is it me? Like, is my rating super low? Am I in a Black Mirror episode? Like, what is the lesson that I am to extract? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I am am an Uber user. Um, uh, I know, yes, uh, oftentimes... I'll have to cancel or something, and mm-hmm. it charges you. But then if you go in and say, like, I I want to contest this fee, mm-hmm. every time I've done it, it immediately is like, we're giving you your fee. Like, immediately. Immediate refunds. So white privilege runs very <laughs> deep, huh? Okay. Because I got to tweet also, and fight for my little $5 credit. <laughs> I have heard from people who are like, oh, that doesn't happen for me. And I don't, maybe you have to have, like, a certain rating. Or mm-hmm. one time I got into an Uber and the driver was like, it says here you are a frequent user. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow. okay, that you just read me. Just I mean, read me. Also, it's a nice little flex. Like, oh, hmm, sorry. Yeah. Can't remember the last time I was in the queue. <laughs> I can't remember I, last time I walked. Or went outside. That's my thing. But yeah. <laughs> the worst is when I can tell a cab is about to pass me and I mm-hmm. like scream obscenities at them and then they stop <laughs> and I'm like, oh, now I have to sit with them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, oh man, like, sorry. But yeah, I definitely have those those moments. Yeah. Um, all right, we should make another one. <laughs> oh, okay. Back into the bowl of shit? Talking? Okay. <clears throat> Oh my gosh, I'm gonna scream for 17 hours. Rock climbing. Why the fuck do people on Tinder like rock climbing so damn much? <laughs> Listen, I don't know what it is, but like I'm doing the swipes. I'm just like, why is everybody in a cave? You live in New York City. Like, do you? Yeah. Like, you be on the train sometimes, or do you hike everywhere you go? Like, right. I don't, I don't get it. I'm just like, all of y'all are catfishing everybody. There's no way that there's one concentration of people 
Who loved to climb on big ass rocks so much? Like, what? What is it? What is it about this place? I'm very curious because I'm new to all of these apps. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like know all the tropes yet. But oh, I mean, it man. took me very, it took me a very short period of time to like <laughs> realize. Okay, these what are the they ones are. to avoid. But mm-hmm. it's so fascinating, like the differences between like the straight side of Tinder and the gay side of Tinder. Mm. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of overlap. It turns out men are just all the same. Damn. And yeah, because there are so <laughs> many gays. But I feel like the coded bit about gays is like, oh, mm. oh, you can climb a rock. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just your way of being like, I'm a man. Right. And it's like, okay, we exactly. all hate ourselves. <laughs> and I'm just like, so if you actively go out of your way to go find like rocks and caves to be in, like, I just feel like what's what's really going on here? Like there's something you're making up for something. You're running away from something. You're trying to outclimb something. And listen, I have my own demons and problems. Right. I don't, Right. I'm not going rock climbing with you, so yeah. I feel like that might be a problem. Can I talk about something else that I hate on sure. the Tinders? Sure, sure. All of the people who are just like, well, first of all, people who think sarcasm is a language <laughs> and people who think that being good at sarcasm <laughs> is like impressive. First of all, if you think you're good at sarcasm, you're not because it's not a thing you have to point out. Second of all, my niece is good at sarcasm. She's seven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just think about that. So there's that. And then there's like all of the like, the travel pictures, like everybody's in front of like the big Jesus thing in Rio uh-huh, de Janeiro uh-huh. and everybody's in front of like the Taj Mahal. I don't know. I just wonder, and I don't know if this is me as like a person who did not grow up with money, as a person who did not grow up traveling. I just got a passport like two years ago. And that was stressful, by the way. You had to have yeah. a lot of shit in order. I never want to do that again until I have to. <laughs> uh, but I'm just like, I wonder if they know like what a privilege this is. You know, like I'm just like... This just to just to be like, oh yeah, I'm got all this money and I love to travel. Like I would do nothing else but travel. And I'm yeah. like, so what I but I gotta work and I've always had to work. And I'm just like, you know, if is there a disconnect there or is it like, do you really think that you're that special? Because like I don't know. I've part mm-hmm. of me thinks like it whether they consciously know it or not, that mm-hmm. is the intention of that photo. Yeah. It's like I wanna show people not only that I'm like fun and I travel yeah. and that's like the clip but like I can yeah also I don't I don't care you know like <laughs> yeah. first date is not guaranteed you know like what I want from you so right no I think that yeah that is like the the most mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cliche dating profile thing is I love to travel and it's like okay, yeah so everybody like you Who like doesn't? going to places yeah I like to travel and I can do it as evidenced by these pictures but like, I've been places, too. Not a whole lot of them. But, yeah. like, I don't have any pictures of me in wherever I went. I did have Where's someone tell me recently, because <laughs> uh, we were talking about traveling, and he was like, when I travel, I don't like to, like, stay at the places where, like, other people stay. I like I the like, off-the-beaten-path. <laughs> I, like, okay. I like the non-touristy well, places. Well, I like to not die when hey. I travel, so I'm very glad that I waited to travel until I could afford to stay at, like, a hotel and not... An all-inclusive <laughs> resort is where it's at. Yeah. Can I tell this one story? Yes. Okay. So, in my in all of my profiles across the, the apps and the medias... I have like tacos are just okay. Let's fight about it yeah. at the end of my profile because like you know I'm spicy. I'm we're gonna fight about something, right. and you should be prepared for that. I like that. Yeah. yeah, you know. Also, tacos are just okay. Let's fight about it. And I feel <laughs> like I feel that way because I feel like tacos and the word moist and like these other things that people have very strong similar opinions on. I'm just like you feel this way because you saw it on the internet and yeah. it did well. You know, right. like right. tacos are. They're good. I would eat a taco. I've never been like, hey, I don't want this delicious circle of of flour with delicious meat on it. Like, I'll eat it. It's fine. 
But is a burrito not a bigger and easier to carry taco? <laughs> is it not? It is. I it mean, is. it is. Okay. I don't think I necessarily consider like transport when I'm thinking about <laughs> what I want to eat. <laughs> no? Okay. All right. Just the meat I'm thing. pretty like sedentary when it mm-hmm. comes to like when I'm eating. But um, the thing is like you can pick up a taco and like if it's got a good amount of meat in it, it's going to all fall off. And then you got to like yeah, scoop that it up a, anyway. But I've like bursted open every burrito I've ever eaten. <laughs> Maybe I just have a firm <laughs> grasp. <laughs> okay. So somebody sends me a DM. And he wants to fight about tacos. I was like, okay, banter. Let's fight. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. I'm like, we're going back and forth. You know, I'm making a ridiculous argument. He makes a ridiculous argument. And like 15 minutes into it, I'm like, he's still, we're still talking about this. Like, we should have transitioned to like something else. Right. I'm like, oh, he's actually mad. <laughs> he was actually upset. And it's not like he was, he was from like a country where like they like, natively make you know what I'm saying like they're like pounding their own like flour or whatever into or corn into flour I'm just like what's the investment here like what is the thing and so I go to look at him he's a white dude like of the very pale variety so like extra aggressively white if you will I like it and um, he also looks like like super super just like American you know uh huh and he's just like have you ever had any authentic tacos you sound really ignorant and I'm Uh like yeah I have actually He's like, I'm not talking about, like, the taco trucks. And I'm like, that's not what authentic means. So, again, I say, yes, I have. And he's like, I don't think you've ever had any real authentic tacos. I'm like, are you trying to ask me if I've been to Mexico? Are you trying to ask me if I've gone anywhere where they, like, make them not in a restaurant? Because, yes, I have. Like, I mean, it's just fucking ridiculous. I'm unclear as to what an authentic taco is. I was like, what does that mean? And I Because I know that he means, like, Made by brown people, not in America. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, say that. Say that. Yeah. And so he got upset and then he was like, bye. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? What happened here? It's very strange. So tacos and date naps. And that guy. Yeah. I'll just go to hell. Um, well, we do want to ask our typical question that I didn't ask at the beginning, which is, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? Maybe we should end on that. Do you have oh. a, a go-to answer? Should we... Mm, should a your go-to ans- answer? I mean, other than hot sauce. Right. I said it. I'm not going to take it back. I think I'm going to say Harry Potter. I know. Okay. <laughs> I don't feel safe anymore. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm getting stares from everybody. Okay. Hear me out. We Hear me an, out. We need an explanation. Hear me out. Here's the thing. It's not that Harry Potter's bad. I haven't even seen the Harry Potters. I haven't read the books. Okay. Okay. okay well, what you wait? Hold on. Hold on. Time we out. are making blind judgments. I thought this was a safe space. Someone lied to me. But listen, it's only because it's not a judgment of the series itself. Right. It's only that I am an old curmudgeon who hates whatever everybody else likes. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, can you talk about something else? Because I don't like being left out of shit. So I'm like, okay, fine. Y'all gonna keep talking about this thing I haven't seen? I'm just not gonna see it. So I don't have to feel left out of the conversations. Even though I could be like, I'm gonna watch this thing so I could be in the conversations. Yeah. Uh, it makes me feel better to be like, mm, this thing, haven't seen it. Right. Harry who? Harry Potter? <laughs> Is that a gospel singer? Sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't listen to gospel. <laughs> Tracy, where can people find you and your work? Okay, you can find me in general on Twitter at Brookie McPoverty. You can subscribe to my podcast, Strong Black Legends, wherever free podcasts are sold. And if you follow Strong Black Lead on all the socials, you will see you will see some of the conversations that we had. Yeah. Um, the moment of me getting my black cart pulled by Lynn Whitfield because I don't like hot sauce. 
<laughs> is on the Twitter page because they really like me, I guess. So follow them, follow me, and then that's it. All right. Thanks, Tracy. <laughs> Thank you. Can I have this whole bottle of Buffalo Trace? Take it with you. And do you know the Buffalo Trace is my poker name? Ah. Did you know poker names were a thing? I do now. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down. Starting with the TV we're watching this week. Barry, what you watching? So in celebration of Black History Month, I thought I'd end on this show, which is Trigger Warning with Killer Mike. Have you watched it or heard of it? No. It's amazing. So do you know who Killer Mike is? Uh, He's a rapper. He's yeah, from Run the Jewels. He also, right, right. a lot of people know about him from Bernie Sanders' 2016 presidential right, run. Right. Anyway, so he has a new show with Netflix, and it is so good. It's like each episode, he kind of looks at different, I, I would almost say like different forms of belief, not just religion, but like political beliefs and just, I don't know, different ideas. I tend to agree with almost all of the like baseline ideas, but it's almost like a mix of like a 60 minutes educational deep dive uh-huh. and the Ollie G show. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Great description. <laughs> so, for instance, I'll just like give you an example. In one episode, he's talking about how there's not really a lot of people going into vocational skills anymore. And like people are going to college, they end up in crazy student debt, and then they aren't able to get jobs. And it's like, maybe we should be focusing education more on trade skills so that people can actually afford to live. But the way he ends up going about it, he was like, well, what's the best way to get people's attention? Porn. So he ends up... Like creating vocational educational porn. Like it's so it's really funny, but he also does a great job of explaining these things. In another episode, he focuses on only buying within the black economy. They're short episodes. They're like a half hour long. There, I think there's only six of them. And I don't know, Alex and I, my boyfriend and I really enjoyed watching it. And so I think whether or not you agree with him, it'll open your eyes to some new ideas and you'll have a lot of fun with it, too, because it is it is funny. And it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yes. So that's what I would like to recommend slash what I've been watching. What about you? Well, now I don't have a Black History Month recommendation, so ah. mine, mine is going to be racist. <laughs> Good. Yep. That's how it works. Um, yeah. I've just been watching like old KKK recruiting videos. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> just popping in the VHS tapes. I have started watching this show. Um, I like turned it on just to kind of like have on in the background um but it's called dating around on netflix oh have yeah you seen yeah this? i haven't seen it but i know about it <sighs> i mean it's very apropos for this moment in my life but i feel like it gave me like it, it made me more anxious oh, no. and like terrified. <laughs> the concept of the show if you have yet to see it it is an entertaining show one person each episode goes on five blind dates and the sh- it's just like a half hour of you watching these five blind dates. And then at the end, they're supposed to like pick one person who they go on a second date with. And it's like, who, who are they going to pick? And that's like, that's it. Yeah. It's a very simple concept, but it is so anxiety inducing. And it's very, I do think they they do a great job of like making it very diverse. And there's, I haven't watched all of the episodes yet, but one of them is like a super old guy. <laughs> <laughs> like a man like in his like right. 70s like when's the last time you watched a dating show where there's a man in his 70s yeah. as a contestant and they were all very entertaining like all of his dates were very entertaining yeah there was one episode with gays 
It was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all had weird mustaches, though. Anyway, that's what I've been watching. What's your non-TV chaser? I'm assuming it's going to be your chaser, too. Maybe. You don't know me. Okay, fine. So my chaser this week... <laughs> It's Shit's Creek Live. Yay. Yay. Um, we went to see it together. You you brought me for Christmas. That was my Christmas present. And it was mm-hmm. the best present. We were in the second row. We were so close to Noah who serenaded us. And it felt intimate and a little uncomfortable because he just rejected being a guest <laughs> complainer on this podcast. <laughs> we were staring at him. Um no, it was uh, I was having a pretty bad day that day. Um, and not to speak completely for yourself, but you also were having a not great day. <laughs> yeah. And that whole show really did turn things around, not just that night, but the next morning. Like, I felt a lot better having been a part of that show. It was really fun. Yeah. And by being a part of that show, I mean being an audience member. I was not a part of the show. <laughs> but the audience was wild. If you don't know, Shits Creek is a television show that we love and talk about. And they do a live show called Shits Creek Up Close and Personal. That's basically like a Q&A with the cast. Yeah, it's a panel. Yeah, they do a lot of fun stuff. But it was great. And I think both of us, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I feel like I hit yeah. a real real low. Yeah, we were both <laughs> just having really bad days. And then Catherine O'Hara came out oh wearing God. a Moira-esque outfit. It and I, both of us were like... I started crying. I did not <laughs> expect that. But she walked out and I just started crying. Yeah. I was in shock. It was pretty great. Yeah. I think so. my, my favorite part, the highlight for me at Schitt's Creek Live, is when, when they did the Q&A with the audience and someone asked... If Moira were in a Broadway show, what part would she want or like what show would she want to be in? And she was like, well, if Moira did it, it would probably have to be The Crows Have Eyes, the musical. And she started singing (laughs) and doing the squawk. It was pretty amazing. It was incredible. And then Dan Levy was like, well, now I have to write it. And you know what? You do. I bet he will. You need to. The addendum to my chaser is I have been listening to Lizzo so much. So much. I feel like I'm I'm a little late to the train. Like part. I've been listening to her for a while, but I feel like I finally am like truly appreciating Lizzo for everything that if you if you don't listen to Lizzo, you're you're fucked. Just go to the Spotify Everything Lizzo playlist. Also, her just online presence is like oh godsend. She's like very body positive. She also like plays the flute while like twerking on stage. It's incredible. She's a She's a, a true renaissance woman of our times, and she will be a guest yes. at some point. Yes, we will she make will. it happen. So anyway, shout out to Lizzo. Shout out to Shits Creek. Shout out to Killer Mike. Shout out to Dating Around. <laughs> and that's it. for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our editors are Dina Kleiner and Josh Gwynn. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye-bye. Oh, I see. You think this isn't about you. And then and then Meryl Streep does like a whole monologue. You actually hate buddy. I don't. Okay. <laughs>
Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. For whatever struggles you're facing, from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient you can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist, and anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Unhappy Hour listeners even get 10% off your first month with the discount code UNHAPPY, so why not get started? Head to BetterHelp.com unhappy and fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor you'll love today. <laughs> 